Welcome to Stuck in the Cry Room. We all know the cry room too well at church, the place we don't want to go. But feel we have to because of our situation. As Catholic families, many parts of our life can feel like a virtual cry room. We're stuck and don't know how to get out. Host Joe Holt and John Cox will discuss these current challenges affecting today's families. And provide practical solutions so you are no longer stuck in the cry room. Welcome to Stuck in the Cry Room. I am Joe and joined by John. So we're so happy that you're here with us to um, explore our next topic for the week. And today we wanted to talk a little bit more about authority. Um, And I will kind of circle back around to why we even came up with this topic and why it's relevant today. Um, Definitely in reference to Christ the King, but also... um, Which was last weekend. Yeah, last weekend. Actually, it was two weekends ago because... Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because we just passed... 10 days ago. 10 days ago. Yeah, that's a better way to say... Yeah, 10 days. Yeah, so a little behind Mm -hmm. in the time. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? It it made more sense when we approached Black Friday with... with, um, conversations in the household and, and things that we're going through with our own kids. Um, and maybe some of you are going through the same exact thing. So uh, we definitely want to break into that. But first, we'd like to begin with a prayer. Right? Sure. <laughs> My mind just went blank. <laughs> maybe the Holy Spirit's blacking it out. Okay. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we ask to send the gifts of the Holy Spirit to all families. Uh, we ask to you bless them and take care of them. We ask for the gift of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, piety, fortitude, fear of the Lord, um, and for all and for all these gifts that in counsel as well. Um, that these gifts are used for families, for parents to guide their children, to help them grow, and that um, the authority we have as parents are not our is not our own, but but God's grace and the authority of the Holy Spirit itself. And that we always speak on behalf of Christ and that we are ambassadors of Christ within our own homes. We ask to always be good role models for our children and that we teach children to respect authority, a healthy authority, um, through fear of the Lord particularly. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Yeah, so this topic kind of came um, at the forefront of my mind, um, you know, because right now we're, we're just going through some different things in the home with, with our kids. And, um, you know, we, the kids are kind of making some poor decisions that they shouldn't be making. And then it uh, comes a battle. It's a battle. It is. <laughs> who, who, it's a total battle. Who gets to determine the the discipline in, in, in the, the house? house? Who has the authority to, to talk to the kids? You know, how is all of that handled? And this has been something in our marriage we have struggled with for years. Yes. yes. I mean, Us really well. since the beginning. So let's see. That's over 20 years that we have been struggling with that. Uh, and it wasn't until recently that I realized that I have been part of the problem. And I don't know if I'm keeping um, my mouth shut. <laughs> I'm going to be very silent in this podcast. Can we make sure that Marty doesn't listen to this episode? Because like, then I will have to eat that. And yeah. I just, this is painful enough he's for gonna me come to home, admit. Like you're going to come home after this. With, and he's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> he's going to say, so did you have a great, you know, podcast? So how's yeah. Well, at least he'll be promoting it to everyone. <laughs> 
Hey, Joe, guess what? I'm right. I got to show know, all my friends. Show it. <laughs> my job is to make my husband always look good, you know, uh, and definitely he will shine brightly from this podcast episode. <laughs> but, you know, we, we can have many conversations about this topic. And, um, and even just pre-show, John and I had a, a lengthy conversation and we could keep going on and on. So we'll try to be as focused as we can through the episode and not go rogue too many times. However... Um, I, I think in, you know, when our kids were very little, I stayed at home and I, um, so I, I left my corporate job to take care of the kids and that all originated because my son was born seven weeks early and, you know, he needed a little bit more assistance and then it just made sense. Hey, why don't I just stay at home? And that was the ideal that he had in his mind as well. Mm-hmm. You know, Marty always had this vision that I would be a stay at home mom. And as a woman, hearing a lot of mixed messages and how society is trying to lift up and empower women, I also in the home just felt like I wasn't getting a lot of gratitude. I wasn't getting a lot of feedback. I felt like I was missing out and I felt like I needed to hear all that. And then you realized when you went to the corporate world, it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it I is. Know. It's not like men get it anymore. But I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, like it's the grass farce. is always greener on the other side. It is. Right? It's, and it's because the sin and envy. Yeah. yeah. And 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 so and maybe there's women out there that are struggling through the exact same thing. Oh, especially young women with young children. Yeah. yeah. Like you can just feel like every day is Groundhog Day and yeah. I'm doing the same thing every day. Well, actually, Mandy, Mandy had a great analogy. She was very resentful. Like really? kind of what you're talking about dealing with that resentment. But one day she's like, I'm a farmer. I'm a farmer. I plant seeds. It grows. Okay. I reap. I plant yeah. seeds and it's just the cycle of life. Right. Instead of, instead of seeds being planted, it's laundry. You know, I throw laundry in the washer. And diapers. Diapers. No, I throw laundry in the washer. I wash, I clean, they get dirty. I, you know, so it's the same cycle as being a farmer in the sense of the cycle mentality. And when she was able to resign herself to that, um, she was able to deal with that a lot better because it is, it's the mundane. Actually, it's very interesting as you bring that up. There was a, Fulton Sheen talked about the thrill of monotony in one of his uh, videos. And he talks about that, the thrill of monotony. Mm -hmm. And it's always do it again. God working his miracles every day in his simple mundane things. And we hate the monotonous as a culture. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So I missed out on the grace. Yeah. I didn't allow myself to sit in the grace of those moments, what was happening. So long story short, you know, I was really pushing to kind of get back into the world. And I also thought that since I was the one that was at home all the time with the kids, Marty was working, you know, many long hours that because I, I was afforded the luxury of making all the decisions. So (laughs) this is your time just to be quiet. You're doing a great job. No, because if I'm quiet, if I'm quiet and Mandy is listening, I'm in trouble as well. That's what I'm saying. Just don't say anything. I don't want to get you in trouble. So Mandy, if you're listening, I'm being quiet because I was specifically told to be quiet. I don't want John to get in trouble. (laughs) But I will say that I appreciate John's voice of reason in all of this conversation because everything that he has shared up to this point in our pre-show was my husband's opinions, like to a T. So this is a reality. And and for all the men that are listening, you know, we have a a large listenership of men. And so you probably know exactly what John is feeling through his limited words on this podcast episode. (laughs) I speak more. My silence is deafening. 
Is that what you're saying? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But 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 you're. I, I appreciate everything that you're saying is honest. So um, I'm giving you permission to be the voice of Marty. Okay. Through the the episode, maybe that'll be helpful. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, so I thought because so Joe, what's for dinner tonight? Yeah. <laughs> I, I where's thought, where's my smoking pipe and jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I thought because I was the one at home with the kids all day long. I was the one who was doing, you know, the cleaning, the chores, helping out with the kids, raising the kids, feeding them, taking care of those discipline issues that were happening during the day, right. you know, as they fought with each other, that that meant that I had the authority and the higher power, if you will, in the evening. So Marty came back home. Right. So what I have done through the past 20 years, mm -hmm. and this has been an epiphany of mine, like over the past couple of months. So okay. bear with me. I'm still working through this and I'm really still trying to form a good habit. Okay. But over the past 20 years, I have basically pushed my husband out of his position of authority. Mm, interesting. And he would say the same thing. He's told me, now our kids are teenagers and now you want me to step in with authority? Now you want me to help out? So let me out? ask you this question. What's the authority? Is he, You wanted to step in with his authority, but it had to be the authority that you approved of. In the yes. sense of he yes. uses authority, <laughs> but only if you approved of that authority. Yes, so I if think it didn't, right. so if authority didn't agree with your authority, then it wasn't the authority. It wasn't. There was. It was bad authority. On it his was part. bad authority. Oh, yes, that's what he would say. Yes, yeah. he, you're doing a great job, John. <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> that's exactly what Marty would say. But you know, at, at the time, I thought he just doesn't know what's best for the kids. Like I know what's best for the kids. You know, and I know because I've been around the kids, and so I should be the one that gets to make the decisions. But, you know, as the kids have gotten older, and, and now my youngest is 15, and I realized, and I feel terrible, like, in what I've done, and how I've, I've squashed and kind of pushed him out of his role, and like, in God's design of how he was created. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this on the last episode, right? We talked about man and woman and how they were created. Yeah, different. In the Garden of Eden. Equal, equal, but different. And right. I, that's the whole point, is that... Toxic masculinity, feminist, all that stuff muddied the waters so much. Right. And this is why there's so much confusion because no one knows what their roles are anymore. Um, you know, it's very interesting. I, I was thinking about this as you're talking about authority and authority in the house. In canon law, it talks about how priests and bishops have authority. Right. And then they have something called delegative power where they take some of that authority and delegate it to someone else because of their position. So usually it's a lay person or something like that. And to me, that's how I see the household. Like men, because not because they're superior to women, not because of that at all, but just because of just the, the theology of the human person, a man and woman, they are head of the household and they should be. And then him, he delegates that to his wife so she can do her job to be a good wife and raise the children. I think that's, that's the key there. And so, and it should be, you know, obviously conversations and things of that nature. And there's something called consultative power. Okay. Uh, like a parish council. Uh-huh. They, they're not allowed to make any decisions. Their job is to give the pastor consultation. That's what the wife does to the right. husband. Um, I'm home all day. The kids are acting crazy. What should I do? And the husband says, okay, well, thank you for the consultation. What do you think we should do? Because you're there in the midst of all that. And mm -hmm. she, you know, and he agrees and they agree to the whatever. Or he may say, you know what? And I tried this and this did not work. I remember because Mandy and I were in the exact same situation when the kids right. were small. Mandy would, you know, I'd be working for eight hours or whatever, come home. And she would tell me all the stuff that's going on. She said, what do I do with the kids? I'm like, well, here's what you do. 
And she's like, you're not home. You don't get it. <laughs> then why did you ask? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so any, any authority. That was the, I right. love that how you said that though, but that was her opportunity to provide the consult. Consulting. To, and to I gave my advice. To then be able to make a decision. Right. And I just, I've missed out on that. I yeah. wish I could go back and change time because here's what I did. Right. I pushed myself into a wall. Okay. And, and, and I've realized this recently, like I said. Um, what I mean by that is since I then took it upon myself right. to fulfill all the roles of the household, right. not all. I mean, Marty does things, but the things that he doesn't do, it's not because he chooses not to do it. It's because I've pushed him out and I've like taken it for myself. Because he didn't do it correctly. According to my viewpoint then. Okay. And my viewpoint yeah. then was that he didn't do it correctly. Right. Um, and, and the right way is my way. And it's not the right way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. You, you see where I'm well, going with it's all about, this. It's a, always go, I always go back to Adam and Eve and control. Yeah. And, and so I, he, like I think many men, capitulated and said, fine, you want to have control? You have control. Let's see where this goes. And And that's kind of what happened <laughs> to Adam and Eve. Adam was like, fine, Eve, you want to have control and eat the forbidden fruit? Let's see where this goes. Yeah, but he's a dummy and he shouldn't have ate the fruit too. <laughs> well, that's the point. I mean, but that's he was the trying to, if he was trying to prove a point, I mean, like, that's an awful point. Now you really affected the right. rest of us. But so let me ask you this honest question then. If, yeah. when, if, when, when Marty brought these things up to you, right. would you have listened to him? No. So why should he have said anything? And that's, and I guess that's, that's, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying like that was bad on my part. Okay. I mean, like, I've missed out on so much from like our marriage that I could have received because um, of my desire to have control. If I would have released that control and I have allowed myself to be more humble right. in the marriage, in the family, to allow my husband to rise up mm -hmm. to his position. Even though it would have been a hot mess. Oh, it could have yeah, been a hot mess. It could I have mean, been a hot mess. Could have made a lot of decisions I completely disagree yeah, with. It could have been bad decisions. Okay, so <laughs> nice. this is how we get to Black Friday. Thank yeah, you. Okay. You appropriately just gave me that lead in. Okay. Thank you so much. I didn't realize you did it. So we uh, went shopping, you know, this past weekend uh, for Black Friday. And uh, I asked my husband to come along right. because... I don't want him, I mean, my main motive was like, I don't want you to tell me like I'm spending too much money at the store because I want you to see the money that's being spent. And I want you in that moment to be able to say, don't buy that, let's not get that, let's do this. So like there was an, a motive. Wow, you guys got a lot of guts. <laughs> so so anyway, but it's also a good time for us to be together. Okay. So he bit the bait because he's like, time <laughs> with Joe. Yeah. And then, uh, so we're gonna go to the store and we go shopping. This is when I finally, I, I've made an, an intentional effort to release my control. Okay, so we go into a store, we're shopping for my son, for our son, and uh, we are looking at clothing, and there is a clothing item that he picked up, and I was like, that is the hideous thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, no, we're not buying that. And I realized how much he loved this shirt and yeah. how much Did it he, have ruffles on it? No, no ruffles. Oh, darn it. No, but it had a pattern. Okay. <laughs> and it wasn't a traditional pattern. Okay. Let's just say that. Okay. So, you know, Marty just, he really liked the shirt. And he's like, I think he would really like this. And I think this is exactly what our son would like. And, and so it took every bit of like, you know, power, right. like every bit of strength mm -hmm. to hold back. 
Okay. And just to allow him. The whole time in the store, I allowed him to be able to make the decisions. Yeah. And at the end of it, I will tell you, it was freeing. It was like so relaxing. You think it, it like in the moment it was like stressful because I'm like, no, I don't want you to have that. I don't want him to have that shirt. I don't want him to have those clothes. I want to be able to like have the control of all of that. Yeah. But then at the end, I was like, okay, this all just worked out fine. Yeah. And 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 these are things that you picked out, and I'm glad, and you feel good about it, right. and I feel good that I didn't have to. Yeah. Exert myself, overexert myself, and I think that's what we do in in our households. Yeah. You know, when when a, a woman takes on all of that, right, does not only like the jobs or the roles that they have determined for themselves that she should have in the house, right. whatever that is, and it's different in every house. I get it. Right. I have my own, my own opinions about what that should be, mm-hmm. but and then you want to take on your husband's roles too. Like that's the problem. See, this is the whole. Point. You can't do it all. You can't do it's it all. Tiring. No, men can't do it all, and women can't do it all. And the fact, and but unfortunately, there's a lot of single parents who have to do it all, and this is the hard part, and that's the struggle. So, but it's not possible. And I, it's very interesting. I'm writing some uh, flock notes to my parents who are doing online classes. Mm. And the first thing I say is, you don't have to have it together anymore. Like all bets are off. Like stop putting pressure on yourself to have it together. You know, get the classes done, do the best you can do, figure it out. But none of us have it together anymore. And that's actually very freeing in a sense with this COVID situation of like the whole school situation, right? Every kid, as far as I know, every parent I've talked to, every kid is failing. Oh, yeah. My kids are doing And you know, and that's kind of freeing. Like, Mm -hmm. heck with this. We're just going to teach our kids. But going back to the whole authority situation is um, it's control. And, and I think it's because feminism, but the reason why we have fe- feminism is because men haven't stepped up to their role or they abuse their authority. That's right. So you have many generations and centuries of good men using authority in a proper sense, but you also have a large majority of men misusing their authority. And this is why there's a breakdown in the house is because men either abused it and overused it, which becomes abusive, which is not right in any way, shape or form, or... Because men don't recognize the importance of their authority, they undermine the responsibility they have of their authority and to guide people or they don't know how. Um, women then, let me put it this way. I think a lot of it, I'll be honest, goes back to contraception because when men no longer have to worry about taking care of families because of contraception, then their role as masked men are gone and their authority is gone. Mm-hmm. And then when men leave women even if they get pregnant because contraception didn't work or whatever the situation is and now women are stuck on their own with children of their own i don't blame women for not trusting men when men leave women and not willing to be fathers and use the authority god has given them yeah of course women's going to want to take that step up and there's that vacuum and take over so that's been the culture though on a cultural level so now men just kind of give in and be like whatever you're in charge women women want to take charge of everything because they don't trust men because men don't step up. And so now we have this total distrust between men and women. Again, which goes back to the garden of Eden. Once they eat the forbidden fruit, Adam and Eve didn't trust each other anymore. Manny and I, we talk about this all the time. We don't trust each other. The minute we start getting a fight is because of some reason I don't trust her because Mm -hmm. of the decision she made because it wasn't the one I wanted. 
and vice versa. She doesn't trust me because I didn't make the decision she wanted. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I think trust is definitely the foundation of all relationships. Yeah. You know, in your marriage, with your right. own children, um, even with your faith, but with the that, church. But that's the whole point. Yeah, like authority implies a sense of trust. Yeah. And since authority has been abused, no one trusts anyone but themselves. Mm. What's very interesting is I don't even trust myself anymore. So how do I even raise a family if I can't even trust the decisions I'm making trying to raise a family? Right. So when the world and the Homer Simpsons of the world and the Peter Griffins of the world, <laughs> you know who Peter Griffin is? No. The family guy. Again, okay, the other the other oh, buffoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't you watch know, that but show. All, you, should watch, you watch all these TV shows. The men are buffoon. They don't use their authority in the proper sense. They're complete to children. And yeah. so, yeah, of course, mom's raising everyone and the husband. And, of course, people joke I about think, that. I think that's really unfortunate that here the cartoons and the shows that people are watching are um, exaggerating right. those fathers, those right. dads who are not right. fulfilling their role appropriately. Right. You know, that, that and then, you know, that vision is kind of cast out into the rest of the world for people to expect as the norm and the reality. Right. And that's not true. Right, and the authority's been given to the man, all going all the way back to the Garden of Eden, to protect yeah. and till and to take care of the garden. Um, and then, of course, you see throughout church history, yeah, I mean, it's it's the man. Not because women are inferior or anything like that, but because that's just kind of their role. Um, right. That's their responsibility. And right. God will judge them much harsher whether they use authority properly or not. I, you know, I feel that life is a lot easier when we live within God's design. Yeah. It's a lot easier because otherwise you're just swimming upstream and it's a struggle. I mean, if you feel like your life, if you're listening and you feel like your life is a, is a struggle, like every day it's a struggle. And why does it have to be so hard? I would really invite you to, to reflect into that, to well, pray into that and to figure out what is it about the decisions that you're making each day that are so hard and so difficult. Because we make them out of fear. I'll tell you, I was telling um, right. a couple of this, a couple on RCA, one of the passages that transformed my life, I, I was in formation. I wasn't happy there, but um, I was at a funeral and uh, I never heard the passage, but it was first John and it says, love casts out fear. There is no fear in love. And that's when it finally hit me. All the decisions I've been making my whole life were out of fear. And because I made them out of fear and anxiety, I wasn't happy because I wasn't really free to make them. And so after I left, my first big decision I made out of love was to marry Amanda. Like it was so framed because like, finally, this is, I'm not running away from something or afraid of something. Right. I'm running towards yeah. something. And that's what we find a happiness. So why are we dealing with anxiety and fear and everything else is because we don't know what to love. Uh, we don't know what to, we love the material world, which is temporal. And those things don't bring us happiness. So we're usually running away from something. Yeah. Parents are a perfect example. Your kids are going to fail college. Your kids can't get the SAT scores. Your kids can't get this. You know, you have to do everything right. You should be afraid. If you don't do everything perfect, your kids are never going to leave the house. That's As a parent, that's our biggest fear is that our kids aren't going to go to college and have a job and take care of themselves. Yeah, that's probably a whole nother episode. Yeah, Parenting right out of fear. Yeah. You know, I, well, I mean, the, how the many authority. of us do that? Right. Well, as, as a parent, you and Marty, right? Right. You're like, I'm afraid this kid's going to be whatever. And so you discipline them, however, or you'd be too nice to them because you think, oh, if I'm too harsh to them, they may become rebellious during their teen years. Right. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I can give countless examples of either. Can you, Joe? Yeah, of either extreme of that situation at all. But right. I think back in in our dating years, when I first met Marty, what I was most attracted to was his confidence. Yeah, was his his confidence to be able to make decisions. Um, you know, he just <laughs> it, it was wonderful, and and I wanted some of that. Like I didn't have that confidence, and and I had so much to learn, and I I humbly would allow myself just to sit in his presence and listen to him instruct me because like I, <laughs> I know. You hearing I, this, Marty? I know, because I really, I, I relished see, I can see Marty in his chair and you just right sitting now, Indian style. Proud, this is a proud moment. And just, yeah. and just you know, whatever, just sitting on the floor, just gazing into his I, presence. I think back, like in college, really, like here I met a man that that has knowledge. He has some wisdom that he's learned from his parents he had some great role models in that. Yeah. And I didn't have any of that. And I just, I love just to be with him and to spend yeah. time with him to experience this. And then, you know, I don't realize this that I didn't realize it then, but I do now looking back ever since we had kids. Then all of a sudden I just started taking that away from him. Like I feel horrible Yeah, that, that I did that. And, and now I, we've had these conversations. I said, you know, I'm sorry, you're right. I have been taking this stuff away. He goes, well, now it's like too late. Like our kids are almost well, out of the house. it's never too late. It's never too like late. Like our kids are almost out of the house. And right. like we had all of these years that I could have imparted wisdom, could have trained them in the ways, could have right. made these decisions, even if they were bad ones. Right. I would have to learn from that too. Right. Yeah, no, and, and that's awesome. No, and that's the hard part. I, I think of Mandy and myself. I mean, Mandy did have to step up in a lot of ways because I was not mentally present. Um, you know, I was so consumed with work and everything else. Mandy had to step up in that role of authority because I was so, I was dealing with a lot of mental health, a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. But that was delegating responsibilities, was it not? Uh, I mean, know, can you say that? Yeah, you I guess You know how so. we talked yeah. about it? Like, at that time, you couldn't do it. I was, I was doing so much anxiety and depression. I don't know if I was quote unquote delegating. I was just saying fine uh, to everything because I couldn't keep my own head straight. Um, and, and there was also too, when I felt confident, sometimes things would get undermined, but at the same time, I don't blame her for being afraid of me not being able to make decisions or good decisions. Now it was hard because we see things very differently. Right. So her, a lot of her fear was, um, um, her fear was well-founded. Let me put it that way. It wasn't unreasonable at all. Mm -hmm. I can see that. And I think a lot of women go through that, like with our husbands who might be dealing with whatever issues going on. Uh, yeah, they have to step up and take that role. I can totally understand. I think making sure as parents to be able to take the time to have the discussion. Yeah. To be able to see both sides, to be able to see the different opinions that right. are being kind of weighed into this decision. But also like even it's like agree to disagree, but you commit and like allowing that decision to come from the father, I still think is a valuable thing. Right. I, I really do. I mean, because now some of our children struggle with listening to his authority right now. They just think that anything that he says, well, they'll just brush it off. Yes. Yeah, my like, kids don't do that. Cause my parents, cause my mom disagrees with my dad. Right. And I've unfortunately have like planted that seed of doubt in right. their head because of my control and my decisions that I had made. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, now I'm picking up the pieces. You say it's never too late. No, it's not. So. I, it's not too late because they, they still learn and they still got to learn. And, um, you know, Manny and I are trying to figure through the same things as well. And, and 
she's learned a lot. I mean, we've gained spiritual direction. She's going through her own struggles now, but the reality is like, I'm in a good place now. I, I think I still have my own issues and stuff, but, um, I really, the last year or so have grown and matured a lot. And now she, I know she's having her own struggles and issues and questioning and, but she's amazing as well. Um, you know, like when we talk to the kids, I'm not very good at talking with the kids. It's not natural. It's natural for her. So to me, it makes sense for her to come up and have those hard conversations. But at the same time, I recognize as the husband, as the father, that is really my role and that's important. Um, so for me, it was my fault of saying, giving it to her because she's good at it. And, I, and there's that's a good thing. But at the same time, um, I, I think the word's advocating, just giving it all to her and not taking any responsibility on my own, which is not good. So for me, I have to push myself to say, okay, I'm the husband. I have to roll. I have to lead. Um, I have to deal with these hard decision-making things and whatever they may be. Um, but your counsel, I mean, your counsel obviously also comes from faith, right? And yeah. And just celebrating Christ the King. Right. You know, having that. Well, recognizing who do I go to. Jesus used his authority and right. he wasn't afraid. And he wasn't, you know, nice and polite and all the time. He was definitely... I mean, you know, that's the thing with the parables. People think of Jesus when he gave the parables was like, oh, oh, <laughs> he's just telling a nice story. No, like the point is like right. when you hear a parable, you're scared. Either you know you're going to heaven or you're going to hell. Either you're the sheep or the goats, the wheat or the chaff. I mean, the purpose of the parables is basically to know exactly where you stand with God and put that fear into you, but in a very polite way. <laughs> you know, it's a very subtle way of making your point very clear. Right. Like the terrible parable of the servants and the king. I mean, so there's a king, right? And he has a feast and he goes and tells the people and sends the messengers. And what do the people do to the messengers? They kill the messengers. How is that like, oh, that's a very nice parable. No, <laughs> we're the messengers. We're the martyrs. Right, right. <laughs> people going to hate you. Right, exactly. But at least you know, but when you heard that parable of the king, you knew where you stood. Mm -hmm. um, I wish I could do that with the kids. And that's what happens when we teach our kids and use authority with the children is it's not an, it's not abusive. That's in, authority used improperly. When you use authority for your own gain, that's, that's right. selfish. And Manny would call me out. Like, I would get angry. And that's why I misused my authority because I was angered, not because I cared about the kids' needs, but because of my own personal selfishness and needs. Why aren't you doing the dishes? Oh, I work all day and do this and you guys don't care about me. I'd be a victim and I get mad and throw a fit. That's authority in a bad sense. But when I use authority because I'm like, you're going to hurt yourself. And I'm going to use my authority to make sure you don't hurt yourself going out with those people or doing that stupid thing that you're doing there. <laughs> now we have authority used in the proper sense right. here. That's that's the key. Jesus never used authority for his own gain. Like, hey, in your face. He used authority as a servant mm -hmm. and to make sure that his, his servants, all of us, uh, don't go astray. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. No, I think that's beautiful. And what a way to speak into it around this time right yeah. now, especially not only Christ the King, but now in Advent, you know, as we are waiting to celebrate the birth of our Lord. Yeah. The right. birth of Christ the King. Mm -hmm. So, um, absolutely. Well, I, I hope that definitely some of what we have shared today speaks into your own experiences. Um, maybe you relate to it in one way or another. But regardless, we hope that you can um, lean in a little more into your Catholic faith just to be able to find the solutions to some of those struggles and some of those challenges. And, and Hey, hopefully maybe something that we say along the way can help guide you to learn from our mistakes. <laughs> 
as we so bravely share with all of you. Amen. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, have a wonderful week. God bless you all. Bye.